Let a living soul shout a living hallelujah. Glory to Jesus for another opportunity to be in his presence this morning. Let us pray. Father, we appreciate you for this great glory of yours in our midst. Thank you for your great grace that preserved your church and everyone you have committed into our care till now. We thank you because you will always preserve every one of us. Thank you for the privilege of being alive. Thank you for the privilege of seeing another Palm Sunday. Father, we say be that we exalted in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, as we go into thy word this morning, we pray that you give me now divine utterance that will provoke divine deliverances in the lives of every listener. In the name of Jesus Christ, let there be outpouring of your revelation to provoke transformations in the lives of your people. And do not let anyone go on the same way. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to welcome everybody to this online service today. As we all know, it's our Palm Sunday. A week to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, I would like to say, no one should panic in this period of fear. But the Bible says we have not received the spirit of bondage to fear again. But it said we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. So it is not a time to be afraid, but a time to trust God and rely on his capacity to deliver. Hallelujah. Little one that God told me on the 13th of December last year, he said, my son, the year 2020 for my church and my people shall be the year of reigning with the keys of the kingdom. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. And in verse 16, he told Peter, he said, Peter, thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, his church, not our church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail. This is one of the works of the gate of hell, to silence the voice of the gospel. But I decree today, they are filled. You know, Jesus has said it thousands of years ago, that they shall not prevail, but they will fight. Since I was born, I have never witnessed this error. <laughs> but you know what God told me two days ago, he said, this time of fear is bringing out a new dimension, an era of revival. <laughs> Hallelujah. Expect a new strategic revival of souls all over the world. Sometimes ago, in 2010, God told me, he said, persecution is the fuel of Christianity. Now I was going through a lot, being persecuted for the truth. And he said to me, don't lose heart. Don't lose hope on me. For persecution is the fuel of Christianity. So we are ready for end time revival. Hallelujah. By the grace of the Lord, I will be teaching you on a topic captioned, the Lord is in need of you. Turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 19. We all know the story. But God opened my eyes to new dimension of revelation. And I was shocked. Luke chapter 19. I'll read verse 28 to 31. It's a popular story. But God shall be teaching us through the power of the Holy Ghost and revelation. New dimension of wisdom, knowledge and understanding from this passage. When he had said this, he went on ahead. Going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass. When he 
drew near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village opposite you, where as you enter, you will find a court tied, on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, Why are you losing it? Thus you shall say to him, Because the Lord has need of it. The Lord is in need of you. Jesus said, Go at the opposite village. You will see a tight court. Untie it. Bring it to me. Paraventure, someone ask you that this cord doesn't deserve to be untied. Tell them it is the Lord. The Lord means a ruler, an owner. Tell them the ones who owns the cord, who created the cord, is in need of it. Amen. What does a tight cord in this context symbolize? Number one, it symbolizes a cage destiny. It also symbolizes a hidden glory. It also symbolizes a potential waiting to be unleashed. Now, I'm going to talk more about potential as the Spirit of the Lord taught me. So, a tight cord means a cage destiny, a hidden glory, an untapped potential or a potential that is yet to be unleashed for global manifestation. Hallelujah. I prophesy to someone listening now, every glory of your life that has been caged, I command a release. I command a release in the name of Jesus Christ. Your destiny was created to manifest on global stage, not on a local stage. So the court was tied down and it could not manifest glory. And Jesus saw it afar off. He saw it in the spirits. As God can see you more than you. He said, there is a glory waiting for manifestation. He said, your destiny is due to come into limelight. He said, go on tiny, bring it to me. I'm in need of if the owner say is useless, it's useful to me. Whosoever have talked you useless. Oh, David said to Mika, it is before the Lord, not before men, who have made me the king instead of thy father. I see everyone who have talked you useless becoming a slave under your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Your potential is meant to manifest and not to be hidden. Arise and shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Darkness shall cover the earth, just like in this present time, and thick darkness the people. But the glory of the Lord shall be risen upon thee. So, you are a glory waiting for shining. You will shine. God told me two days ago, he said, a glory is not, is not meant to shine but to shine. Many glory are shining instead of shining. Many awesome potentials are tied down by the kingdom of darkness. Who will ever thought that Joseph could manage a nation? Oh, when he was in the prison. Who will ever thought that this, this prisoner could manage the whole nation? Even, let's say, the economy of the whole world at that time. Though his potential was at the level of prison, but one day the king sent for him. As a prisoner, he was supposed to sign before he, he was released. No protocols was observed. He was released and he was granted amnesty. He was granted amnesty. Now you are free to go. You are you do have a record of a criminal. And when he go to the palace, he became the toast of the king. The king said, the only thing that, that will make me to be greater than you is the throne. So everyone, 
everything was under Joseph. Just like in the house of Potiphar. I release the spirit to outclass your enemies. That spirit to manifest in the midst of darkness upon someone in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, so you are just, you know I mean, you are there, you, you look so down, you look so depressed. You never, you had never thought that the you in you carries a global glory. I've always said it. Our own CNS is going global. And we practice Christianity without poverty. Free of ignorance. What does it mean for a destiny to be tied down? Number one, it means such a destiny is or has been reduced to nothing. When a destiny is tied down, when a glory is hidden, and when a potential refuses to manifest, it means such a destiny, such a glory, such a potential has been reduced to nothing. May your destiny never be reduced to nothing in the name of Jesus. In Psalm 137 verse 7, Psalm 137 verse 7, a wonderful, wonderful verse. And the Bible says here, Remember, O Lord, against the sons of Hedo, the day of Jerusalem, who said, Raise it, raise it to its very foundation. Reduce you to nothing. Reduce them to zero. Every power, every foundation that wants to reduce your glory to zero. I see the Holy Ghost fire coming upon there. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, raise it. Bring it down. That's what it means to raise. Burn it down. Reduce them to nothing. Reduce them to zero. So, there is a spirit going around reducing people to nothing. A child of glory is now begging. What you used to give out before is now what they, what they are giving you. What used to be surplus is now scarce in your life. It's a reduce them to foundation. In other words, back to square one. Every spirit of back to square one in your life, in your business, in your marriage. I release the Holy Ghost to destroy them to their foundations in the name of Jesus. You know what? For the word of the Lord says, ask is set at the root of a tree. Any tree that will not bear fruit, cut it down, burn them to ashes. Every tree of darkness that have reduced you to nothing, that have reduced your marriage, your glory, your potentials, your career, your business to nothing. I cut them by fire in the name of Jesus. For a destiny to be tied down also means such a destiny as lost that touch of value. What, I, what do I mean by that touch of value? I mean a life of impact. Come and say a life of impact. It means a life affecting other lives around it positively. It also means to be a blessing and never to be a burden unto anyone. The angel of the Lord was speaking to Abraham in Genesis chapter 22 from verse 15. Say, Abraham, I swear by my name. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiplication, I will multiply you. Through you, the nations of this world shall be blessed. You shall, in order, you shall be a blessing unto nations. One day, Holy Spirit told me, said, I want to show you the capacity of the glory I have for you. And I saw it clearly. Thou shalt lend unto nations and not borrow. Hey, so my impact, I'm speaking to myself now, is beyond borders. From that day, he instructed me, no one must borrow from you and you collect back. Thou shalt lend unto nations and not borrow. And that day he told me, 
will make you a bank that many destinies will bank on. So every believer have been redeemed to make impact and not to come to this world to eat and die. In Matthew chapter 6, let's see it. There's something I saw there. Holy Spirit, take over here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Bible says, verse what? 25. Okay. It says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And what is the major problem of many believers now? What to eat, what to wear, where to live. Mm. Mm. What to eat. We are what to wear, we are to live as taking the kingdom away from many people. Food, shelter has turned sons to slaves, it has turned daughters to murderers, aristos, abortionists. What to eat, what to wear, we are to live. And at the end of the day, be told for real, they will take your girl. That will never be your portion. I just want to get married to any man. At the end of the day, you want to rush out. Now you are crying to God. God saying, No, I'm not ready for you. You have to learn in that situation. He said, Your our lives rather carries value. Jesus sold the work and the value of that court. He said, Go and bring him. The owner said, What do you want? What do you want to use it for? It's useless. Jesus said, tell him, tell him, I have seen a glory hidden in him. I want to bring the glory into limelight. Someone's glory is co- coming into limelight. Every glory that's been hidden, they shall begin to manifest globally. Your glory is unstoppable in the name of Jesus. Look at the best of the hair, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? So you need to ask yourself, what value do I carry? Is it? The value of food is your life more. I mean, equal to food, clothing, makeup, partying. And there's no, there's no way, there's no way to party now. Come to church, you say there's no, you don't have time. Come to Bible study on Tuesday. Mm, it's work. Where is the work now? So someone was telling me, say, pray for me. I said, what happened? He said, my my boss said he will not pay us. Come to church. Come and meet the one that will that will pay you. You say no, he doesn't pay you. Now let's see who will pay you. Don't. The lion, the young lion, do hunger and seek water. But they that seek the Lord shall never lack anything good. This is the time to know who is seeking God, who is passionate about the kingdom. Because if you have not been passionate about the kingdom before now, uh, uh, you are, you, in fact, it is only mercy that can deliver you. Now I used to shout, come to church, come to Bible study. This pastor is too disciplined. You can see now. Start adding value because you are valuable. Start adding value. The world is waiting for you. Rise up to be a blessing to your generation and the generations to come. I want you to take note of this. Your potential must be influential if your life must be, must be an essential product in the market of destiny. Your potential must be what? Influential. For your life to be an essential Essential product in the market of destiny. The life of Joseph was an essential product in Egypt because he allowed his potential to be influential. Even when they didn't consult him, he consulted people. He saw the two prisoners, co-prisoners, and said, what happened to you? They said, we had a dream. He said, ah, is that why you are sad? He said, we know this dream carries carry something, carries power, but we don't have someone to interview. He said, that is my job. Sit down, the royal smile. And he began to add value by his potential to them. 
one day, the other person said, I remember my sin. Now, how many people have you added value to that will remember you in this time of scarcity? How many people? They say, uh, uh, the, this person did not, my uncle did not remember. Me. Did you, have you ever remembered your uncle to pray for you? Say, hello, uncle, I just want to pray for you, sir. It is only when you need people that you call them for help. By the grace of God, I have received call that I never expected. People that I didn't even expect say, we just want to bless your life. If you don't add value, hello, you are not valuable. And if you don't add value to others, you will lose your value. Men of valor are men of value. Men of valor are men of value. That was the reason the angel was telling Gideon. Say, oh, man of valor. He said, no, I'm not a man of valor. Say, you carry value. That's why I call you man of valor. So until you begin to add value, you will lose your valor. May you not lose your value. And I said, number two, Abi, that's number three, right? Yes, number three. What it means for a destiny to be tied down. It means to be under the bondage of darkness. When a destiny is being tied down, it means it's under the bondage of darkness. Now, when I say darkness, please don't think I'm talking about witches and wizards. No, we are so systemized in this country to believe that the only source of our problem is witches and wizards from our family, from our neighborhood, from our church, whatever, whatever, from our work. I'm not disputing the fact that they operate and they are real. But I tell you, they are nothing if you know the right thing to do and you do it. I'm talking about darkness through the weapon of fear. Come on, say fear. Darkness through the weapon of ignorance. Come on, say ignorance. Darkness through the weapon of disobedience. Come on, say disobedience. Those are the three most dangerous weapons of Satan. If you can overcome those three things, those three weapons, you have tamed devil already. You will call devil. Devil, where are you? you say, I'm here. What do you want? What do you want me to do for you, sir? Hallelujah. So the first one is fear. Many potentials have been buried due to fear. Fear of what to hit. Fear of worry. Holy Spirit told me, he said, many potentials have been lost to the worry zone and not to the war zone. To the what? Worry zone. Worry. Worry. Hey. Ah. Hey. So, now, see, I have, I, I, you know, I've been reading a lot and I refuse to read more about coronavirus because all the all the information is bringing frustration depression and affliction in the heart of the people fear for ye have not received the spirit of bondage to fear again but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father that is to say we are no slaves we are sons slaves doesn't have access to inheritance sons do if you read Galatians chapter 4, you understand better. And yet, though a male child who is an heir, who is but still under the tutelage of the chief servant, is nothing different from a slave. Check your life. If your potential is not manifesting the glory of God, that means you are still a baby. Unto us, 
a child is born. And unto us, a son is given. So a son is a gift to his father. Ignorance. The weapon of ignorance. In Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13, the Bible says, My people go into captivity for lack of knowledge. And what is ignorance? In my own definition. It means not knowing who you are. Secondly, it means not knowing what to do. Because if you don't know who you are, you won't know what to do. Thirdly, it means not knowing when to do it. And fourthly, not knowing how. Oh. So, a lot of glory are not shining because of ignorance. Even the Bible says, he will stand. Let him eh, be careful. Some people think they know. Actually, they don't know. That is another level of ignorance. So, advanced level. Where you think you know it. And yet, the moment you are exposed, you know that I, I didn't know I didn't know anything. And disobedience. As glorious as the destiny of Adam and Eve was, they lost it cheaply to the serpent because of disobedience. Thou shalt know it from this fruit. And the Bible says, the devil says, don't you know, have you tested it? Why won't you test it? Test it first. As how many destiny have tasted what destroyed them. Samson tasted fornication. He ended up in destruction. You will never be destroyed. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, If anyone asks of you, why do you want to untie it? Tell them the law. If, if, if they have said Peter, oh, the man will have stopped them and beat them. Said the law, the honor, the real honor. Some people say, I can live anyhow. I'm the owner of my life. You are not. As long as you sleep at night and you are not the one that wake up yourself. You know, you, 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 are, you are not the one that wake up yourself by yourself. And you don't own the breath, the breath rather, in you. You are not the owner of your life. So stop living the way you want. Start living the way God wants you to live. In the year 2009, January, God told me, until you learn to obey my perfect will, you will never experience perfect peace. Is it my diary? So a lot of people, we are not experiencing perfect peace because we are not, we are not obeying the perfect will. Abraham, get out of thy father's land. To a land that we showed him, he has not even shown him the, the next morning. Abraham stood up. That was Genesis chapter 12. In Genesis chapter 17, Abraham, walk before me and be perfect or blameless. He said, okay, I'm going now. I'm, go, I'm, I'm getting old. What are you going to give to me? Is Eliezer that will become the heir of my of my house? He said, no. Look at the stars of the heaven. He said, what well, you see? I see stars. He said, this is how your children will be. And the Bible said, Abraham believed. He obeyed. No arguments. In Genesis 22, he said, Abraham, give me the holy son. Whom thou loveth, I want to suck his blood. The next morning, he took the boy, took knife, took fire or wood. And he said, servant, let us go. Now, I used to look at Abraham as a dangerous person because he practiced dangerous faith. Come and say dangerous faith. Dangerous faith. There's a level you get to. Your faith becomes dangerous. And when you practice dangerous faith, you become dangerous to the enemy. That is when you become... They can't touch you. They can't. Is someone here? And the Bible says, Abraham told the servant, he said, stay here. Me and the, me and the lad, we are going to pray. And when we will come back, <laughs> dangerous faith. We will come back. We will not at I will. He said, we will. Oh, 
Hebrews 11 explains it better. But he, for he believed that God is able to raise him again, even from the dead. Oh my God. So, you need to learn to obey every instruction from the Holy Spirit and from the Word of God for your potential to manifest glory. If anyone asks of you, tell him, I am in need of it. And truly, the owner said, why are you untying that thing? The house or the coach? Now, the, the God, God told me, yeah, the question of why stands for two things. It stands for obstacle. And it stands for discovering purpose. Why must you be rich? Some people are asking. Is it only, is it only you in this family? You are even using our glory. Hey, go and use another person soon now. Everyone standing against the manifestation of your glory. I see them going down. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So it could be a question of obstacle. Some people standing against you at your place of work saying, ah, is it only you? Where did you come here? It doesn't matter. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid. I said something in our, in our podcast, the hour of revelation. You can get it from anchor.fm. .fm. The hour of revelation. When you confront your fear, God, God confirms your victory. You don't run away from fear. You confront it. David confronted Goliath. God confirmed the victory. You don't need your strength to fight your fear. You need God beside you, behind you, at the front of you, and around you. I will go before you and make the crook do a straight, simple. Is someone here? It could also be a question of purpose. Why am I existing on this earth? That was the question I was asking in January, in the in the month of January, two thousand and nine. God, why did you create me? What is the purpose of my living? And on the 24th of January 2009, a voice came. My son, the hour has come to be converting and connecting the source of the creation to their creator in order for them to discover the treasure and the pleasure of their creation. So we carry the vision of conversion and connection to the creator. Why are the promises of God not coming to pass? Why am I not progressing? Why am I retrogressing? Why is my business not growing? Why is my marriage not being fruitful? If anybody asks you why, I will sit upon my watch and stand upon the door. Abaku chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. And I will hear what he will say to me and what I will answer. That is a, 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 a question of purpose. God is asking you, why are you insisting now? You can see how many things, how many people, how many businesses have been rendered useless due to this perilous time. As careful as you are, you are told, they can't do without me in my office. Eh? But we, we don't see you in church. Where is the office? Now is the office you running? Ah, me, I will have to go to this um, market on Sunday. We go now, go there. Let us see you. The, the soldiers are there to, to give you a mark. 
that you never forget in your life. Discovering purpose is manifesting glory for God. You have not called me, but I have called you, and I have called you to bear fruits, and that your fruits you abide. Then whatever you ask me, I will give to you. Many of us, we think we have been fulfilling destiny, but that fulfillment has been outside of God, outside of Christ. We can, some people are depressed already because what they, what they knew to do, they are not doing it again. And because they are not alive spiritually, everything is dead. You are rising again. How can I, how can your potential and glory be loose from bondage? Number one, in John chapter 8 verse 31, Jesus said, unto the Jews that believe. Jesus said, unto the Jews that believe. That is the word I want you to underline. Believe. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. He said, no, you are not ready. Some people, eh? it is after the lockdown, they will carry their Bible. Holy Spirit have not spoken to them this, since the lockdown because no connection. If there is no connection, you know, as a result of no conversion, you have not been born again. You have only been coming to church. Many come to church to seek pastor. Only few come to see Jesus. Except ye be born again. You cannot enter the kingdom. So, please, no shortcut to salvation. If you like, be the sponsor of your church. You have to believe in Jesus Christ. Amen. The second thing you must do is to belong to Christ. And in John chapter 30, 31, said, Jesus was speaking to them. He said, he said, unto the Jews that believe that you must abide in my word. Abide in my word. The Bible said, then Jesus said, unto those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. I am not a disciple of Jesus because I preach the word. It, it is when you abide, to abide means to obey, to live by it, to live inside of you. That the word of God has eaten you up. It has become a lifestyle, not a gift. That it is when you are preaching or when you are singing or when you are dramatizing or whatever, ministering, that is when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You are faking it. Said it must abide in you. That is when you can say you are a disciple. So let me put it this way. The first thing to be loosed from the bondage of darkness and where you, wherever your potential has been tied down is to believe. The second thing is to belong. Is to what? Where do you belong? Jesus' side or Satan's side? Which one? If you belong, you will carry God along. You won't do anything anyhow. You won't take a decision without consulting the Holy Spirit. If you belong, you will carry the Holy Spirit along. Is someone here? And ye shall know the truth. Hmm. And the truth shall make you free. Is someone here? The God knew Jesus and he was free. Let me say something here. If you believe, you belong to him. If you believe in him, you belong to him. You must belong to him rather. 
and if you belong to him, you must be you must behave him. When we believe in him and we belong to him, we don't behave ourselves again. We behave the image. The image here means the character. The character of Jesus. We carry the spirit of his integrity and dignity. And that is why we won't do any rubbish. So it is when you believe, you belong, and you behave, then you will know the truth. Now, the truth is not for babies. It's not for slaves. It's for sons. As a matter of fact, it's for disciples. That is why Jesus told them, unto you it has been given the mysteries of the kingdom of, of heaven. But unto others in parable, I won't let them know because they don't deserve it. They are not citizens of the kingdom. You are. Mysteries are for sons of the kingdom. Now, yes, I know the truth. How do you know the truth? By revelations. Daniel knew the dream of the king of Nebuchadnezzar and its interpretation by revelation. The astrologer said, King, this one is not possible. Yeah, I will kill everybody. Is that, start killing everybody. Daniel said, give me some time. Let me go and ask my God. He's a God of revelation. Now, the only way out of bondage is revelation. is light. And out does revelation comes. In Psalm 119 verse 130, the Bible says, the entrance of the world giveth light. Another name for revelation is light. And it giveth understanding unto the simple. The knowledge of the truth empowers you over your enemy or anything that has tied you down. So what you don't know will make you suffer. What you don't know will enslave you. But what you know will empower you. I see someone being empowered by the truth. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The truth is the cure for your ignorance. And the scripture says, buy the truth. Sell it not. So there is a price to pay for it. And what is that price? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jeremiah 29 verse 13. And ye shall seek me and find me. When ye shall search for me with all your hearts. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his principles. <laughs> that is righteousness. And his do's and don'ts. That is righteousness. Every other thing that you worry about, it will be given to you in abundance. So to discover the truth, you need to search for God. Ye shall seek the Lord and find him. And ye shall seek me and find me. When ye shall search for me with all thy heart. All your heart. All your heart. Until you give God your heart. You can never manifest your best. Christ is asking for you. And what is it asking from you? He's asking for your heart. Now if you pay offering, well, fine, no problem. But the church is not open. You can pay online, no? <laughs> Hallelujah. You can pray. You can pay online. But I'm going to church on Sunday. You are at home now. 
for you to know that the building is not what God is after is you. Ye shall search for me and find me where ye shall search for me with all your heart. You have been searching for work with all your heart. You, you haven't got nothing. And the one you got, you have no peace. Some people are searching for husband, wife, visa. Now all the embassies are closed. Amen. They are closed. God said, is it not God that said I should travel out? Then go and travel now. Give your life to Jesus. Say, I want to travel out for if I get abroad. Someone was telling me that. Sir, pray. When I get, get to abroad, I will start serving God. Go and serve him. About Elon. There was a time I was waiting to be rich to serve God. Yeah, you know what? I was becoming poor. More poorer. More poorer. More poorer. Until you accept the perfect will of God, you can't have it, you can't experience perfect peace. Christ is calling on you now. Who knows? There are trumpet consent. In fact, immediately after this sermon, where will you be? Many people. Prof, health professionals, medical experts have died of coronavirus. Coronavirus. We are not, we are not mocking them. I'm just telling you that you don't know anything. I don't know anything. We are here by mercy and grace and we are still taking that grace for granted. It is time to give your life to Jesus, to give your heart to him. Without me, Jesus said, he can do nothing. As the branch cannot be a fruit, if it is not connected to the vine, so also you can do nothing without Jesus. All your certificates, you are still, you are sitting at home with all your medical experts. I mean, all the medical medical experts we have all over the world. No, no cure to coronavirus. With all the economy gurus, professors, all over the world, the economy is failing. It's failing. Or it has failed itself globally. So God is the only one. Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He said, come to me, all you that labor. Now you are laboring. He said, the heavy lady, there is, a, there is a heavy load on you. He said, someone is saying, bring it. Is that, should that cause a problem? Bring it. He said, I will have it. I will give you a light body. Jesus rolled the, the, the hidden and the tie coat gloriously into Jerusalem on the Palm Sunday. And the people will say, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. God is ready to ride on you unto glory. He wants to reign in your life. Little wonder he told us, this year shall be the year of reigning with the keys of the kingdom. One of the keys of the kingdom is knowledge of the kingdom. So come to Jesus today. He can deliver you from sickness. He can deliver you from poverty. He can deliver you from singleness. He can deliver you, you know, 
from your loneliness. He can deliver you from rejection, depression, affliction. He can reset your foundation. Hallelujah. I want us to pray this prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the blessedness of your revelations. Thank you because it has delivered us from every stronghold of fear, stronghold of ignorance and disobedience. And as your people begin to digest your word, Holy Spirit, I ask that you convict them of their sins, convert them, and connect them to yourself. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.